Hi, I'm Ruth Schwenk, and I'm so thrilled you're listening in with us at Root Like Faith. It is our deepest desire to encourage and equip men and women to be rooted in God's Word, transformed by the love of Jesus, and moved by His mission in the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is more important. Well, today we are continuing our series called Making Art. It's our Lenten series all through the season of Lent. So last week we talked about the first of the seven deadly sins, which I know sounds like da-da-da-da, but it was really good. It was really good. We talked about pride. We talked about pride and humility. If you haven't had a chance, be sure to go back and listen to that episode. So today we're on our second deadly sin, and we are going to be talking about greed. So as we're continuing this series called Making Art, I love, honey, what you said last week, that virtue or holiness frees us to love. And this is so true in every one of these deadly sins that we will be talking about. Um, I think this one is a real challenge for us in our culture, greed versus generosity. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, we talked about that every deadly sin also has a virtue that goes hand in hand with it. So the vice is greed and the virtue here is generosity this week. Um, But yeah, this can be a real challenge for us because I think we live in in such a materialistic culture, we can't get enough, right? We, we just need more and more and more. And this goes for all of us. I'm not saying you, everybody listening, it's me too, you know? Well, I grew up going to the mall every Friday night. So <laughs> <laughs> this one this one hits especially close to home. Yeah, yeah, I like, grew up maybe in, we should just turn this yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, last week was brutal enough talking about pride, you yeah. know, like... Um, <laughs> But this, you know, I, I grew up in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and we used to go to Glenbrook Mall. Anybody from, from Indiana, from Fort Wayne, will <laughs> be familiar with that. And I used to, we literally, we'd go to the mall every Friday night, and we'd walk around, and, you know, we'd go to MCL Cafeteria, get the Jack Benny chicken with a side <laughs> of mashed potatoes and, and mac and cheese, and, and then we'd, you know, we'd go buy something. And that's what we did. And, and so I, do. I, I love them I, all. I, I know, especially in the wintertime. It's I just, just I don't know. It's like, I, yes, just walking in the doors. I know some people will totally get this and others will be like, you guys have lost your minds. But <laughs> there's something about walking into the mall and just it feels the smell and the feel of it. I don't even care if I'm buying anything. But it obviously when you go into the mall, you end up buying something. So. I, I think it was Rich Mullins who once said that we like to go to the mall because we like to be tempted. Um, and so exactly. there's probably something there to be explored. But anyways, it is, you know, I think one of the things that we, we've been talking about so far in this series, you were calling it making art because this idea of living a virtuous life, living a holy life or righteous life really is a beautiful life. And as you were saying, you know, we want to enter into the Lenten season, not just to give things up or not just to focus on our sin. We're mm. doing all of that so that we might experience the resurrection life that Jesus has for yes. us. And again, as we've said from from the beginning of this series, if we don't emerge at Easter looking more like Jesus, then we've missed the purpose of Lent. Mm, and mm-hmm. looking like Jesus means loving God and loving others. And so um, these vices that we're talking about, these seven deadly sins, they all rob us from, mm-hmm. from really giving the best of who we are to other people. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm full of pride or if I'm full of greed, then I can't love God as I should and love others as I should. Mm-hmm. And so it is, I think, especially difficult as we're talking about this deadly sin of greed, living in the culture that we live in, because there's just so much around us. Um, You know, the world is constantly telling us how we're empty um, and how you need something. You're you're missing something. And so so through the advertising and, 
you know, going to the mall. I mean, all, we just live in such a consumeristic culture, a very materialistic culture. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy um, to give in to greed. It's, it's easy to focus on material things. God wants us to know how full we are. The world is trying to tell us how empty we are. Mm, well, and, wow, that's um, good. Yeah. and so I, I think that as we talk about greed, like you said, um, we want to crucify greed so that we might walk in greater generosity. Uh, that That's the goal. And so one simple way of, of maybe understanding greed is just thinking about it in this in this in this way. Um, greed is desiring. It's not only desiring too much stuff, but it's also trusting our stuff too much. There's a couple of biblical examples um, that I think maybe would be really helpful for our conversation. First Timothy chapter six, verses nine through ten. You know, Paul writing to young Timothy, who was a pastor in the city of Ephesus. He mm-hmm. says this: Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap. Um, in, in a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. Oh, jeez! Uh, the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Mm. It doesn't say having money is a root of all, but he's saying um, the love of money mm. is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Mm. And so again, Paul, as he's writing to young Timothy, is saying that it's not wrong to have money. The issue is that when money has us, um, and, and so he's really saying that those who want to get rich or have this, this desire, mm-hmm. um, for, uh, for money, they, they love money too much. Uh, some of them have actually wandered from their faith. It's actually mm. destroyed their faith. Um, they, they've shipwrecked their faith and they uh, have been pierced with, with many griefs. I think mm-hmm. of Hebrews chapter 13, verse five, where, um, the writer says, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have, because God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Mm. Um, he uses that word contentment. Um, be content with what you have. And and again, he, he you know, first of all, talks about, um, you know, keeping your lives free from the love of money. And then he reminds them. Um, that God won't leave you. He won't forsake you. And so it seems that that the writer is saying to some of them that the reason why you love money so much is you don't really trust that your father is going to take care of you. Yes. And so again, that idea, you know, one simple way of understanding greed is that idea is it's not just desiring too much stuff, but it's also trusting our stuff too much. Mm -hmm. And not trusting that God is all that we need, is everything we need. And um, another verse that I think of, Luke 12, 15, where it's, you know, just reminding us, well, it's a warning, I guess. Uh, Luke 12, 15 says, then he said to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. I mean, that's really... (laughs) That's like, wow, okay, like life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And that's what we're doing, you know, when we are driven by greed and we can't get enough and we just keep filling this emptiness with things, um, we're, we're warned against that. Yeah, Jesus is, is giving us a pretty strong message mm-hmm. there in Luke chapter 12, mm-hmm. um, that there's not just one kind of greed, but there's many different kinds of greed. Mm-hmm. And yep. your life is so much bigger than the sum mm-hmm. of your possessions. And you just think again about the culture that we live in, you know, as our culture continues to become um, more and more um, irreligious, uh, it's becoming more and more secular, um, then something's going to fill that place. And uh, yeah. what oftentimes fills that place is the accumulation of material things. And um, so we live in a culture um, where uh, many people, you know, they're finding their joy, their worth, their satisfaction, their identity 
in material things and the stuff that they have. If you remove God from the equation, then you're really left with filling mm-hmm. it uh, with material things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love that reminder, that that challenge, not just for those that don't know Christ, but for those of us that do, mm-hmm. um, that there's a real temptation there. And again, um, God is constantly throughout the Bible trying to remind us of how full we are in him. And the world is constantly trying to tell us how empty we are mm-hmm. and how we just need one more thing or the next thing or the new thing. Mm-hmm. And that's a real challenge. Contentment is a real, real challenge for us. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so. Yeah. Um, well, because if we're not full of God, we have to fill ourselves with something else. And um, I think, you know, here, obviously in our culture, um, we see people who are not following God doing that. But what's interesting is we as Christians have a real struggle with this as well. And so what is it? You know, why are we so, you know, why aren't we filling us, filling ourselves with God? Why are we why are we so drawn to filling ourselves with other things? And I think it's that we think that our things and our stuff will do some things for us. Like we think we'll be happy. We think our stuff will make us happy. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, one of the things that, that would be helpful for us is just to talk about maybe three different myths mm-hmm. um, of our stuff. Right. And, and so one of them, yeah, is the myth that yeah. our stuff will make us happy. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we can easily buy into you know that, that idea that if I have the, the new car, the nicer house or the bigger house, that that will be the thing that that finally makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And in all of us, you know, as we are walking through life and navigating uh, life, you know, we're we're pursuing um, a sense of happiness or well-being. Mm-hmm. And we oftentimes connect that to material things. That if I just made a little bit more money, um, had a bigger house, we lived mm-hmm. in a nicer neighborhood, then I would find my 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 heart would finally be at rest. And I would finally experience that happiness that that I'm longing for. And boy, mm-hmm. how many stories do we have to hear? or read about where people have lots of money and um, they're incredibly unhappy. And so I think that's one myth that we just need to be aware of as we're thinking about this particular sin of greed is that uh, we can buy into that myth that my stuff will make me happy. Mm-hmm. And we and we also can think that our stuff's going to make us more important. That's another yeah, myth. I would say that, the, yep. yeah, that, that's a, a second myth that oftentimes we, we attach what we have uh, to who we are. Yep. And so we think that, that our material things, the clothes that we wear, again, the car that we drive, mm-hmm. um, you know, the neighborhood we live in versus that neighborhood, that all of those things say something special about us. And so we oftentimes will we'll try to fill our lives with material things um, in an effort to to make us look a certain way. Right, and that, that goes into pride, really, right. like yep. we talked about last week. I think a third one that, that comes to my mind, we've talked about this already as we looked at that simple definition of greed, is that my stuff will make me more secure. Mm-hmm. And so, again, we oftentimes think of greed as just loving stuff uh, too much, but the reality is greed um, can be trusting our stuff too much. And so I think mm-hmm. that's another myth that as we think about crucifying this particular sin of greed, we, we just need to be aware of that, that we can fall into that trap or that myth that my stuff will make me more secure. We, mm-hmm. we try to, to insulate our lives, our future uh, with our material things. And so um, that, that's a really, really dangerous thing that, again, I think we need to be aware of as it relates, uh, as it relates to greed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I guess one thing that I think that I'd like to talk about, discuss a little bit here, and I think as a listener, you may be wondering like, okay, so where, you know, where's the line here? Like, cause we all obviously will go get some new clothes or we'll go, you know, like where, how do we walk this line? There's going to be obviously this, probably this tension our whole life to not let the, the want of things become greed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how do we know, um, like what's okay 
to to buy and what's not okay to buy and like you know what I mean there's this tension yeah, absolutely and I think that's really really difficult and something I would assume we just continue surrendering to the Lord making sure our hearts are right um but because I, I think we could go too far the other direction too um where we you know you don't you think I can't buy a thing because it's everything that I purchase is because I'm a greedy person you yeah, know absolutely well I think what you said is really important I think we need to be prayerful about that and mm-hmm. and to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and to be open to um you know areas where he might be yeah convicting us and I think you know taking an honest look at what we have and and just the condition of our heart if we're a person that's content um, when we buy something, asking ourselves, do we really need it? Mm. Um, what am I buying this for? I don't want to um, ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Well, those are painful. They really... are. They're, they're painful they questions are. to ask because they, they're, they're getting to mm-hmm. the heart. They're getting to the motivation of our heart. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And so when you are, yeah, going shopping, mm-hmm. uh, being able to ask yourself or being willing to ask yourself, what is it? that's motivating me to get this new shirt mm-hmm. uh, or these new pants. Am I, am I just envisioning myself walking into church and everybody turning around? And looking oh, like, honey, wow. now come on. <laughs> I don't think, <laughs> that's a, but that's a little, that's well, an extreme I, example. that's an extreme example. But I think what I will say that what I started doing was just trying to take more time to think about a purchase before I actually purchased something because then, because otherwise it's not like impulsive you know, and then really being like, do I really, really love this? Do I really, really need this? That type of thing, I think just helps put it in, uh, you know, right perspective. But I think, you know, where else, this is where the generosity, where the virtue comes in, because I think that's what actually helps us with, with greed, you right. know? Right. And, and like we said at the beginning, there's a vice and a virtue. I know I keep saying that, but I feel like it's really helpful for me to think of it this way. Um, so the vice is greed. Uh, the virtue is generosity. And so I think as we learn to become more generous people, we, we um, struggle with greed less. Well, I think, you know, yeah, you're, I think you're exactly right. I mean, I think, again, we need to remember that, that all of these virtues are a work of God's grace in our life. Mm, and so we're yeah. responding to the work of God in us. We're not becoming more generous or becoming more humble because we're working hard or trying hard. I mean, this is the work of God in our life. And, and so we're responding to the grace of God in our life. Mm-hmm. And I think that the more we find our treasure in God, the more full we become of him, then the less um, we really struggle with uh, materialism mm-hmm. because there are certain things that we just, we look at that and we go, boy, I don't, I don't really need that. Or I, I don't right. want that. Um, that doesn't really attract me like it used to. And there, I think that there really is something about growing in Christ likeness, growing in the virtue of treasuring Christ mm-hmm. that, um, that really detaches us from, from material things. Mm-hmm. And so the more full of God we become, um, you know, really the, the less I think material things, um, have, have an attachment to us, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Have a hold on us. Have a hold yeah. on us. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, I think the other thing is we're talking about generosity. You know, I think it's really important to remember that with each of these virtues, you know, it's not just that I'm becoming humble or that I'm becoming generous. Um, the idea is that, that all of these virtues have some kind of relational dynamic to them. Right. And so um, we become a generous person or we become less greedy because ultimately we want to be able to give more to other people. And again, this is the, the idea is that virtue enables us to love God and to love others as I should. And so mm-hmm. becoming less greedy isn't about me saving more money. It might include that. But becoming less greedy frees me to live in, to live more open handedly. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it allows yeah. me to to be able to bless others more, mm. um, to give to others more. And as long as I'm a greedy person, then I'm going to use all of my money, all of my resources primarily for myself. And so as God does that work in me, then he's freeing me to actually be a blessing to other people, uh, to be generous towards other people. And so with each of these virtues that we're looking at over the next couple of weeks, I think it's re- it's a good reminder that this isn't just God cultivating personal holiness or righteousness in us. He's doing that, again, ultimately so that he might uh, turn us outward mm, in greater um, in greater ways. Mm-hmm. And I think this is especially true you know, as we're talking about greed and generosity. Mm-hmm. And that's such a... Uh, an amazing perspective to see that it's again it's not about us this is about loving God and loving others and rightly understanding that and I think as we grow um, that just becomes more evident so how let's talk about generosity a little bit as we um, close up this episode and in just ways that we can become more generous. Yeah, I love the, I mean, I would say one of the first things we got to do is look to the cross. I think about Paul's words in second Corinthians chapter eight, verse nine, where he says, for, you know, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich yet for your sake, he became poor so that through his poverty might become rich. And really what Mm -hmm. Paul is saying is that, listen, um, Jesus was, was rich and he became poor for your sake. And you Mm -hmm. and I are poor. You know, we, we have nothing to offer God. We come to God with empty pockets and he who is rich became poor for us Mm -hmm. so that we might become rich in Christ. Mm, And so I think just that that reminder that that we're beggars before God and that Mm. God who is rich, um, has made us rich, um, through the through his generosity, uh, that God is a generous God, um, Mm -hmm. that he is free with his love. Uh, in his kindness. And so I think just, again, starting there, that reminder that that's the character of God, the nature of God, that he is full of generous love mm. towards us. As we said in, in the last one, meditating on scripture, um, I think is a great way mm-hmm. to grow in generosity. Yeah. And well, I was going to say about the last point as well. I think, you know, it just made me think about how greediness isn't always necessarily with our money, Right. Right. And generosity, which we we didn't even get into all of that because we were talking about the scriptures that talk about being greedy as far as money. But greediness can come with our time, with 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 our talents, with all, you know, that we want to keep that to ourselves or keep it. So when we learn to become more generous and talking about how to become more generous, we're not just talking about financial giving. Um, of course, that is one way that we are generous, but we're talking about generous with with our love, generous with our gifts, generous with our time, just being a generous people. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's an, an excellent point um, that we want to be a generous people with our time, treasure and talent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we talked about the idea of, of meditating on scripture. Right. I think another, you know, just real practical thing to do is, again, just to ask God for his grace to, to give more. And so I think in all of these, you know, that, that really is such an important thing to be doing is saying, mm-hmm. God, I, I, I struggle with material things as I look around my house or I look at my closet in my office. God, I just have so much stuff. And so God, would you just give me mm-hmm. a generous heart? Um, make my heart like yours. I want to. I want to live with whether it's my time or my talent or my treasure. Um, I, I want to live a more generous life. And so, mm-hmm. just asking God to do that work in our hearts, I think, is just a really, really um, important step. And then, 
I think, you know, one other one as we close would, would be just to begin the habit of giving. Mm, um, yeah. And I know that sounds just really, really obvious, um, but just a really practical way to begin growing in generosity and crucifying greed um, is is just to begin the habit of, of giving. And maybe that looks like, you know, you as a family uh, looking for somebody in your neighborhood or your church or your community that, that is um, in a tough place financially, and you decide you're going to give that person or that family um, a gift, um, mm. you know, whatever it is, I, I think, you know, maybe you're, uh, you've been attending your church for a number of years and, and you don't give uh, financially, you don't give of your time or your, your talent and you're not serving anywhere, just beginning to give, um, where God is, is leading you mm-hmm. uh, to give again, whether that's financial or certain gifts that you have or the time that you have, I think just beginning to, to practice that virtue is a great way of, of really, um, seeing God cultivate that, uh, mm-hmm. virtue in your life. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, this, this, um, deadly sin of greed, it would be easy. I'm just going to, from personally, from my perspective, thinking of myself, it'd be easy for me to say, Oh, I don't, think I really struggle with greed. And then I start to think about the areas, like I mentioned, where, oh, I don't want to give my time here, or, you know, I don't have time to do this, or that just, you know, that neighbor down the street who needs help, oh, but then I would have to do this, you know, and then I start to realize, wow, I guess I I do struggle with greed. And so I would just really ask you, and I'm going to be doing the same thing, to really ask the Lord to examine your heart. And where are those areas where you are being greedy, where greed is a struggle for you? Um, and, and ask God to really help you shift that greed to giving and to generosity. I I think that's an excellent, I mean, I think that's going back to kind of where we started with Jesus's warning, you know, he said, watch out, Mm. um, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. And you have to watch out or be on your guard, um, for things that maybe you're not overly obvious to you. Right. And I think that that, I think greed um, can be sneaky in that way mm-hmm. that it's not always obvious to us. We might not always say, oh yeah, I struggle with being greedy with my time or my treasure or my talent. And so I love, again, mm-hmm. that reminder from Luke chapter 12, where Jesus is saying, watch out, um, keep your eyes open um, for how sneaky greed can really be. Mm-hmm. And so crucify it, put it to death uh, so that you might live a more generous life. You might be free to love God and to love others as you were created to. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And and I'll just end with this scripture. You know, we talked about meditating on scripture um, as one of the ways to really grow in generosity. And this is a great scripture to memorize. First um, John three sixteen through 18 says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, and this is, I, I just want to memorize, I'm going to memorize this verse. This is really good. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. And yeah, I think that's a that. good, yeah, it's just a charge for us and a reminder for us. It's not just with our words or speech, but it's, it's with, with our actions. I, I just and it's think in about truth. the many times in our marriage, I mean, we've been married for, it'll be 24 years in August. And when we were in our first couple of years of marriage, how a, and a couple blessed us financially mm. through their generosity. Mm-hmm. And we had been married, I think for just a couple of years, it was the very first house that we lived in. Um, we were hosting a small group at our house, leading that small group. 
And I remember we had a gas pipe that broke. I think it was a gas pipe, some kind of pipe that, that yeah, came I, out of the house. Some, it was it out in the, the street, yard, and like it was underground. Like $1, we were sharing that it was going to be $1,000 to fix it, yep. um, which you know, to us at that time, it well, might as well have been like a million dollars. <laughs> we didn't have any money. And yeah. we were just sharing, you know, mainly out of um, just asking the group to pray. And I remember we got done praying, and, and the husband of that couple mm. said, hey, I want to write a check. Um, and he wrote a check. Yeah. $4,000. And so I'm like, well, I should share prayer requests more often. (laughs) Um, And so that was just an incredible blessing. And so I just know from, for us personally to be on the receiving end of that. And I know that Mm -hmm. there are folks that are listening that are part of our root like faith family who've experienced that. And then we've had on the other end of that to be, um, to be able to be the ones that have given and Mm -hmm. to meet a need and just the joy that comes not only from receiving, um, from being the recipient of somebody's generosity, but the joy that comes from from giving, from being a generous person. Mm -hmm. And you just never know how God is going to work in your life or how God is going to work in somebody else's life. But I mean, what Mm -hmm. a blessing it is, you know, just Mm -hmm. to be a part of what God's doing in the world, in the world, in somebody's life and somebody's family. And so we just want to continue in this Lenten season to ask God to set us free from the love of stuff and to just capture our hearts with a love for him, a greater love for him, uh, that we might see through these myths of stuff, um, that our greatest treasure would be him. And it it might uh, really motivate us to live a life of greater generosity. We might love Mm -hmm. him and love those around us. In, in greater ways and in deeper ways. Mm, that's so good. Well, friend, we are so grateful you have joined us. I hope you are enjoying this new series, Making Art. If you haven't had a chance, be sure to listen to last week's episode because we would love for you to join us every week for through this series. Don't forget, everything we talked about will be at rootlikefaith.com forward slash podcast. Again, we welcome you into our family here at Root Like Faith. Would you do us a big favor and leave us a reviewer rating and share this podcast with your friends? It just takes a second, and it's a tremendous help to us as we spread the word about Root Like Faith. All right, friend, well, we will chat soon, and we hope you have the best week.